Hello, hello, hello. What's up? Um, what's no. going on? Episode 6, PNC, Post Not Clarity. What's yes, up, baby? I think I need to tell our listeners um, we were doing our mic check and uh, Nolan forgot how to count backwards I literally, from 10. Yeah, I literally did. I was like 10. Uh, what's weird is that I count up like a normal person and for some reason he counts backwards. It's kind of weird. Wait, did you start at 1? Yeah. Like oh. a regular human, like 1, 2, 3. You're, you're, and then I you went 10 and had a long, awkward pause. <laughs> but anyway, I hope the mic levels are good. I like the challenge. Good. I like the challenge. Uh-huh. Keep my brain Don't we all? sharp. Don't we all? So how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I'm finally resurrected. I went out on Saturday and had a little wild, wild night. Um, didn't go home till like one in the afternoon on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. But um, like I had blacked out at like 7 a.m. So I don't know okay. how I got home, but I got home. But you you remember up to 7 a.m. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Sort of. It's like blinks. And then after 7, apparently we went to Earl's and it was just a shit show from there. Cause wait, we started wait, 7 a.m. you went to Earl's? No, it was like 10 a.m. Or whenever they're open, 11. Okay. And uh, we went there, I started drinking there, and then that's where it all just went downhill. Man, oh man, to be young. I miss those days, but I kind of don't. Cause no, saying- I really don't. Yeah, you're just feeling normal now? I'm over it. Yeah, honestly. It took me three days, but I'm recovered now. I mean, if you if, if hangovers weren't a thing, do you think you would drink more? Uh, good question. Um, Cause hopefully, hang- yeah. Yeah, because hangovers are kind of the way, it's a natural way of checking you. you know? 100%. Like- and that's the thing that's making me now rethink all of my decisions and thinking about going out and stuff. Oh, did you make some, some questionable choices on uh, on that night? I did. I was around a couple people that like to have a really, really good time. And, um, you know, it was like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah. Can I say? But you're young. It's all about those life experiences. Now you can figure out what's good, what's not good. And- get to my age and then you know what you want to do and what you don't you know i'm just like honestly i'm kind of over it now too no yeah like last couple times i've been out you know things have happened whatever it's been a good time but i've i wake up the next morning being like fuck like why did i do this like i want to get serious about stuff now again and like step away from like yeah party 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 and like focus on like you know it's hard man it's a balance like it's definitely you know especially in our industry like oh 100 you kind of have to be you know super out there and outgoing and and you know people offer you shots all the time mm-hmm. kind of kind of come up with those industry tricks where you're like you know yeah i'll take the shot and you tell the bartender to pour yours water oh i do that every yeah. fucking time yeah. every time we just outed ourselves big time so now <laughs> everyone's gonna know they're gonna watch them pour or you the take the out. shot you take the shot and then you have your chase but yeah, you, spit you spit it back, it back into in. the chase yeah genius we gotta come up with a new plan but i know I know what you're saying, though. It's It gets to a point where, you know, you you have to make that choice where, you know, you can't be out till 1 p.m. the next day <laughs> and, you know, have meetings or, or whatever and, and be and be functional. Exactly. And I look up to people like you and, like, Aldo and uh-huh. Mike and, like, you know, I don't see you guys partying until, like, 4 a.m. and that's the level I want to be at, you know? Like, well, I've seen Mike get pretty loose. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you guys are, you got your shit together and I'm gonna get my shit together again, you know? Yeah, but you're so young. You got lots of time. I wouldn't rush I you, man. I feel like I'm 30 in my head, so. Yeah, you're a very old soul in the best way possible. Thank you. Yeah. Do you ever get, like, when you're hungover, like, how are your anxiety levels when oh, you're hungover? Oh, the worst. The worst. My anxiety levels have been so bad, like, the last three, four days. Like, I didn't do anything that I didn't, like, wake up and, re- like, regretted. Yeah. Because you know how sometimes, you know, things happen and, like, you regret <laughs> a lot of things. But, um, I just have a lot of anxiety of being in that position again and like uh, telling myself that you know i don't want to be partying that hard yeah anymore and then having 
done it, it makes me feel really guilty. Yeah. So do you get the anxiety? Do you ever get anxiety like the pre-anxiety, like before you know you're gonna have a big night or anything like that? No, because I I talk myself out of it. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, no, <clears throat> no, and you'll be fine, you'll be fine, and then the tequila starts. And yeah. then the other shit starts. Yeah. And then it's fucked. The next thing you know, it's 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. Literally. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's... Yesterday, it almost turned into that, but I kept myself very... Uh, I was strict on myself. I gave myself a pep talk when I was driving down. And I was like, listen, tonight's not going to be a night. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, and you drove, so that's obviously oh, yeah, a big... That, yeah, well, 100%. That kind of stunts it right there. But then you could always leave your car somewhere, I guess. Yeah, and I always like to crash... <clears throat> I have people whose houses I can crash at, which yeah. is nice. Um, but I still didn't want to do that on a Tuesday. I mean, fuck. It's like, I think, you know, the pandemic and everyone being locked down for so long, people are just kind of getting anxious and getting, like, you know, I feel that people are maybe making up for lost time in a sense or, you know, getting after it pretty hard. Doesn't matter what fucking day it is. Oh, just totally. Like, let's get, let's, let's get just it. fucking go. Um, speaking of pandemic, do you feel, now that we're, you know, people are going out and stuff, do you ever feel like you are more used to staying in? Like, do you want to go out? I mean, fuck, good question. I, it's given a lot of people some perspective on, you know, what they were doing pre-COVID and, and how things have gone, mm-hmm. you know, since. So, um, for me personally, yeah, I think, you know, I I don't, you know, going out, I, I enjoy it. Um, but the hangovers as you get older do tend to get worse. So, I mean, I, 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 it's hard to say. It's too, I think it we're too too um, early in the phase two or phase three or whatever you want to call it. Whatever the fuck we're in. Yeah, to, to be able to make a, a good comment on that. I, need, mm-hmm. I think I need some more time with, you know, having the new normal or things being kind of back to normal for me to kind of be able to really reassess, like, what, what it is I'm wanting to do moving forward in terms right. of that. So yeah, I don't know how. Like, what do, how about you? I mean, obviously, I think you must have thought about this if you've. you've oh yeah, made it up. and I wanted to talk to you about it too because, yeah. um, you know, that's what we do yeah. on, our, on our podcast. <laughs> we don't speak all week, and we just, <laughs> we just get it all out. Literally, we don't talk any other day except for today. And we, and if we do, we're like, no, 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 we save gotta it. wait, we gotta save it. That's that's juicy. We can't we can't chat about that yet. Uh, for myself personally, like I was before quarantine, I was hella going out, you know. Yeah. And then now I feel like I'm a little bit used to, or wanting to stay in, like, just getting used to the whole quarantine lifestyle and, yeah. like, not really seeing people. Yeah. And now I figure, now that, like, I'm going out <clears> and stuff, <throat> I see that, like, I kind of have to muster up a little bit more effort to mm-hmm. want to go out. Yeah. Um, I'm just that person, though, where I'll go up, go out regardless. I'll see my friends. Like, I want to, and I want to catch up with everybody. But there definitely is a little bit of a battle within myself before I leave. That's like, fuck, like, do I want to, like... Should I just bail on these plans right yeah. now and, like, even go out? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely there. I've been there for a minute. Before even pre-COVID, like, there'd be times I'd be at home and, like, getting ready to go into one of the clubs. And it's 11 o'clock. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to smoke this joint. I'll, I'll go in at 12. Mm-hmm. 12 o'clock comes. I'm like, oh, nothing's going to really get going until, like, 1230. Totally. Then it's, like, 1 o'clock. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm pretty tired now. And see, you don't even have to be there from the beginning of the night, right? Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, so that's a, it's a perk, for sure. Yeah. Hopefully but, one day. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll get there for sure. All those if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, hint, hint. Get it done. Get it done. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, but for myself, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm in this conflict with myself where I want to take... I want people to take me more seriously. Because I feel like yeah. everybody sees me out partying and this and that. But, like, I don't know. I want to work more on my goals that I have in my head. And I'm like, fuck, like, I need to take a minute and, like, reassess 
how much I'm partying and how much I want to be. If I want to be part of this industry, hundred mm-hmm, percent, mm-hmm. and like I have so many goals I want to accomplish within the industry, but I don't think you necessarily have to be um, the biggest party to do that. Even though up until now that was kind of my mo, mm-hmm. you know, like that yeah. party guy and like. I mean, I've heard that sentiment from a lot of other people, kind of in your position from other companies, including my own and and around your age. It's you know, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, I think it's refreshing to hear that from a younger generation, but it's also a little bit scary, too, because mm-hmm. obviously I think that you guys are the future of this industry and the majority of people that do go out and, and are partying and are frequenting these um, venues are kind of in your demographic. So to hear, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, it's definitely an interesting topic because, like, obviously we need you guys, like yourselves, Mickey's and Kalia's and all these kind of hosts that really kind of, you know, drive Amp business yeah, yeah and they're like the, the face of the business and whatever um or i'll make it clear like i never i don't want to stop coming out yeah but i want to stop or maybe not stop but try to be a little bit more serious yeah I no know. i get it yeah. i totally get it and that part of it's super refreshing like you want to you know do more behind the scenes or you know be more involved with other aspects of the business other than you know just being the front guy mm-hmm. for lack of a better better um phrase but yeah i mean i think there's definitely more more than one way to skin a cat so you can figure it out that is like, what the fuck it's a very popular saying you should is google it? it are you sure yeah, yeah from what fucking time i think it's south Af- south african okay it's it's okay. i've heard it before someone that's I where remember, i stopped talking <laughs> i remember i remember like when i was playing rugby and like i don't know i was like 20 and I had a south african that's coach. how you skin the cat no he's like eki there is more than one way to skin a cat <laughs> and i think he was that was a bad accent but he was kind of talking about like me changing positions or or something along those lines or figuring something out to do with like a how to play hit a different game. angle something yeah, like that yeah. and at the time i was like i'm like what i'm not, I'm not skinning no cat but then you know what i mean it's just saying there's more than one way to do do to do things to, to, to do things yeah so we can reinvent you know the way the clubs work and you guys can fit into different roles because obviously you guys are super vital to the business in any sense so i mean my advice to you would be just to kind of you know figure out what is what it is that you want to do mm-hmm. um and then i'm sure your senior managers will find a way to implement that and and use your your abilities and your talents to the to the the best of uh, that they can and then make it work oh my god i love coming here and getting career advice no i mean but seriously like <laughs> i mean that's the way that's the way it should work with you know in my opinion with you know sports or work or anything like that you know mm-hmm. you want the best people and the best people to get the best out of them, in my opinion, you have to let them grow and let and hear them out and, and figure out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And the big thing for me is if you don't like something or you want to change something, yeah, sure, I'll hear you out. But I also want to make sure that you have some kind of action plan. You know, I don't want to hear you just bitch about like, I hate going out. Oh, I hate I can't drink. Nah, nah, nah. I want to hear, okay, yeah, sure, that's fine. That's fair. But how are we going to replace that void that's being filled? Or what are your uh, opinions on how we can kind of bridge that gap between, you know, you know, that hosting, you know, party vibe and what it is you want to do moving forward? Right. So that's my advice to you. I'm sure you will <laughs> figure it out. Find another me. <laughs> yeah, find another you. And then uh, you can move on to the adults position. Oh, gosh. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. I'm not in no rush to, you know, but I just like to keep in mind... Yeah, or just keep my priorities in line. Yeah, and the fact that you're thinking about it obviously speaks volumes for who you are as a person and and how mature you are. So, yeah, you're an asset to any business. So uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'm sure you are as well. No, you are. I know you are. Yeah, we'll figure. uh, You really are. Yeah, uh, 
We'll see. We'll see. Well, on that note, Hello Goodbye is opening up tomorrow. Oh, what? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's our first day back at it. Yes. Yeah, pretty excited. It's going to be a bit different, though, obviously. Like, you know, obviously, you know, with Pierre's and Mm -hmm. and whatnot, you guys have, you know, done a really good job with the plexiglass and, and making everyone feel safe, whether you're on the staff side or the guest side. So we're... Yeah, we all have to do our part. We yeah, exactly. So we have to make sure that everyone feels safe on both sides of so, the bar. How are you guys opening? What's your game plan? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make sure that all the groups can be socially distanced from each other. So we're gonna have some plexiglass installed, um, a lot of signage. All our staff will be wearing masks. So all the all the things that kind of been mandated down by the health of, health officers. So. Right. Um, but then, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's, it's a very fluid thing. So we have a plan. Um, and the plan obviously revolves around safety. Uh, and then we'll just kind of go from there and see how it goes. Fuck, you know what I just realized? Tomorrow's Thursday. And I'm going to have to get fucked up. Hello, goodbye. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Well, you better God. make a reservation, bro. Girl, you know it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it's I'm texting sc- Mickey right now. <laughs> you probably should. But it's, it's kind of scary, though, because, like, I don't know if you've been following the news or, or listening to, like, what's going on with the pandemic, because there's another outbreak in Beijing. No. Places like um, Florida, Arizona, and Texas, I believe, had their biggest single-day jump in cases yesterday, which was Tuesday. I'm not sure when this is going to oh, come no. out. but So, yeah, they obviously... I mean, Florida, from what I hear, is just kind of fully reopened without doing a bunch of shit. Uh, I may be wrong on that, but that's kind of the what I'm what I'm what I'm gathering. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean they're they're in the thick of it, man. Like Well Florida was like, I don't give no fucks. Yeah, and they're Let's like just fucking party. Like yeah, they didn't but, they didn't care from the get go, so I'm not surprised there, but Yeah, it's um, kinda scary though, you know what I mean? Like it's it's I don't know what I just so I mean, you know, I know we kind of harped on Vancouver a little bit back in, in one of our first episodes, but you know, I'm so thankful that we live here right now because even in Toronto, they've extended their emergency um, situation for another couple of weeks, I believe. So really, we're so fortunate to mm-hmm. be here and, you know, stores are opening, gyms are opening, clubs well, are opening. Saturday in Yelltown was fucking packed. Like it was nuts. Yeah, I bet. Granville was actually pretty crazy too Yeah, from hear, what my friends are telling me. Yeah, I hear a few places, and obviously not outing anyone here, but, you know, a few places in the city downtown aren't really playing ball and i mean i don't necessarily think it's all on them because mm-hmm. um, like i think people are coming out in droves and being like oh, i heard this place is open let's check it out and like i heard one place had a lineup that was like a block and a half long. really yeah so i mean but that's the that's the kind of the tricky part like how do you control that once you're inside you have other measures you know as a business to keep everyone safe and then people start drinking and they see another group of six that they know exactly i was just gonna say how do you like stop you mean, from intermingling you can, you can tell them no you, you can say no 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 and try to police them but you know at a certain point it's like fuck what what can you do then right. the only option you really have is to turn on the lights and stop the music but then and there's, there's like some awkward. businesses here that mm, depend uh, on that yeah that are also in like a very tough situation they're like we got to make this money while we can and i get that side side of it too but they're also at risking you know, us being another Toronto or Florida or whatever, when we have to shut down all over again, and then we're starting from scratch. So. But I feel like peop- it's also it's on our guests as well. You know, like if yeah, you're totally. if you're worried, don't be dumping table to table, and don't be you know coming in groups of eight or nine and yeah. expecting to get a seat when we only can do seats of 
politics. Yeah, I know, but then you throw throw booze into it, and it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's... It, Once tequila starts rolling, it's, you people, know... People for forget. Him, I think for it's him, like in fucking... Him. I think we're in November or whenever. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, for me, I really, I really think that, you know, we should be talking about strengthening our immune system at least a little bit. Like, I haven't heard hardly anything. All I hear is wear masks, stay six feet apart, stay home if you're sick. And I'm sure you've heard all that too, and we hear that all the, all the time. I rarely have heard anyone on the news um, or anywhere else, for that matter, talk about you know staying healthy, eating right, getting enough sleep, you know, staying fit, going for walks or whatever it may be. I'm glad that you brought that up because I like I agree with you. I haven't heard anything about that, you know, mm-hmm. and trying to protect yourself with your vitamins and and stuff like that. But yeah, but um, I mean. Obviously, it's way easier to just wear a mask. It's way easier to stay six <laughs> feet apart. You know, it's 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 not easy to stay in shape. It's not easy to Get eat full, well when you when you fucking sugar is like the sweet sweet devil. You so know good. what I mean? So, so but fuck, I, I think really if we as a society or a culture, not even in Vancouver alone, but just in general, if we if we looked to the immune system and our health a little bit more. I think we'd probably be able to beat this a lot quicker. I'm again, I'm not a scientist, so I could be completely wrong. Talking out of your ass. For sure. <laughs> but I do feel that there's it, there's something to it because I know for for instance like 20 years ago, people were spending about 18% of their income on food and about 9% on their health, whether that's like a doctor visit or a gym pass or whatever. But now um, it's like inverted. People are only spending 9% of their income on food just because we're able to mass produce it for so cheap, but we're spending 18% on our health and the gyms and doctors. And that's probably because the food we're making is has full of preservatives and all that stuff. So it has a longer shelf life. So we have to spend more time on our health and more money on our health. So it's like, fuck, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, which is really better? Right. And I don't know. I mean, what for do you me, think? I mean, I I try to stay as healthy as possible. And oh, we've seen it. <laughs> my my major my major reason to, to exercise as much as I do is mostly vanity. To be fucking straight up with you, to still um, be hot. Yeah, to still look good. <laughs> but then I also like to eat what I like to eat. Like, right. obviously, as I've gotten older, I kind of like. For example, now I don't really eat anything after ten, other than like smart sweets or like this lesser evil egg yolk. Uh, cheese it things they're so fucking good they're really good i mean maybe my taste buds have just made myself they're basically like a healthy cheeto um but before then like like you know as of like two months ago i was eating like cookies and and yogurt oh my god that's so surprising burritos like until like one in the morning when i went to bed and i finally figured out like okay um i lose about a pound a pound and a half when i'm sleeping but then I was waking up and feeling like my sleep was all fucked up, feeling super lethargic. And that's because I figured, like, this is pretty fucking simple that, you know, if I eat super late, that my body, and if I eat and then go to bed, that my body is still digesting while I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm going to try that because lately yeah. I've been waking up and feeling, like, super constipated. And uh, like, do you eat pretty late? Gross. I do. And I'm not going to lie, I go to sleep pretty late as well, like 3, 4. Yeah. And so I'm always around 12 eating having dinner or something or just a snack and like yeah i mean it doesn't make sense i mean maybe i mean i didn't really look this up but does it make sense to you that like if you're eating right before you go to bed it's then your body's still going to be working to to, to digest all that stuff yeah. and that doesn't give you give your body that that you know it needs to like kind of shut her down and 
go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's what I've been doing, and I and I, I found it. It's been. I, I feel a lot more energetic in the morning. Okay, um, maybe I'll try it. Yeah, I think. I mean, for, I think you just got to keep on mixing things up and trying different things. And like people, like I, I also believe in that with exercise. I don't, you know, I don't just box every day. I don't just row every day. Like I, I row, box, swim. <laughs> you don't just stop. Or Instagram story here, fucking rowing every day. <laughs> well, that, that's my go-to because I have a rowing machine at home, and I'm, that's the one I'm super comfortable with. But I like to try to mix up my workouts. Like today, I did a workout with my buddy TK at studio, and and shout out TK. It was fucking like he didn't find it too too hard, but I mean like it was just completely different for me. I haven't worked out like that in a long time. What kind so, of workout was it? Like, I mean, we did some sled work, or cardio, or what? Yeah, it was a little bit of everything. Some weights, you know, we did a, like, a few different movements, but movements that I haven't done in a long time, like bench press. And it was just challenging my body in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important that, you know, everyone kind of gets in their routine of like spin on Monday, yoga on Tuesday. Rumble boxing on Wednesday. Rumble boxing on Wednesday. Shout out Rumble. Um, that was but, a great workout, by the way. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed For it. For those of you who don't know, Kyo is involved in Rumble boxing. Um, that just recently opened up and it's such a good workout. It was dripping. Like yes, dripping. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's like a soul cycle, but for boxing. So you basically, you know, the, our whole thing is nightclub meets fight club. So check it out. It's right by the Ark building in Yelltown. It's good. It's um, really good. But yeah, so My balls people, sweaty. <laughs> people get in that habit of just doing the same thing over and over again yeah. in the same routine, which is great. It's definitely better than nothing by a mile, but you also find that you, you kind of plateau. Like, for example, if you go to a spin class like Rider or SoulCycle, mm-hmm. like, you'll see, I went there for the first time, and this guy in front of me wasn't the instructor, but he could have been. You know what I mean? Like, he knew all the moves at the exact same time, if not a little bit before the instructor did, So because he's just been there so much. Right. And you could tell that, like, you know, I'm crazy struggling because I don't know the moves, and he's just kind of like, you know. Was he breezing through it? Pretty much. Was he getting the same type of exercise? Not, that's my, that's my point. Yeah, he, was, he was getting the same... I mean, he was definitely getting a sweat, but between, like, he's done it probably a hundred times. So, obviously, from the first time he did it, he's challenging his body a lot differently now than after the hundredth time because he's just kind of figured it out and plateaued. So, for those people out there, I think it's important to kind of throw something in there that's a little bit different. Yeah. So, if you're used to doing, you know, X, Y, and Z, throw in throw in a something different just to wake up your body and it could be something as simple as swimming or going for a jog and you'll be surprised that you'll think like if a cyclist for example who who have really strong legs obviously if you throw them to a kickboxing class who they're using your legs you'll find that they will they will be struggle and be very sore in different areas of their legs just because you're using you know different muscle fibers or you're using them differently so i mean that's that's what i found over the years has really allowed me to kind of and it's also it's also good for your mental fitness too, because like if you doing the same thing over and over again, you you kind of get bored. Well, I, I was totally gonna agree, and I think that whole ideology you can apply to every aspect of your life. Where yeah. if you feel like you're in a routine, sometimes you need a little fucking shake up. I mean, I'm such a routine person. I like yeah. to have a thing like a like Schedule. a go to day, and like yeah. you know what I'm gonna do. But um, by all means, please like open your minds up and fucking experience some other shit because that's how you learn. Yeah, and so that's you learn how you just and, become a better person. And your brain's like an, another muscle. Like you, you get if, if you just get sedentary and you just don't use it, and you just turn off your brain, you you kind of get dumber. Mm-hmm. I think you got to challenge yourself. And that's act. my biggest worry. I feel like I'm getting dumber. Well, I'm scared of it. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't. I don't know what you do outside of here. 
Are you a big reader? Do you I read much? Or? I've just actually purchased two books. So oh, I'm yeah? gonna read them. Yeah, I used to read a lot, and I feel like recently I haven't been. So I'm trying to get back onto that. Yeah, reading, like, problems, what kind of reader yeah. are you? What kind of like for me? Like for example, mm-hmm. say you have a book and you're in like two chapters, three chapters in. And it's not really, you're kind of like, fuck, this is kind of dragging on. Or you're not really, you know, depending what kind of book you're reading, I'm not, maybe you're not into the characters or you're not into the message they're trying to get across. Are you the kind of reader that would continue to read that until you finished it? Or would you just put it down and start something else? Yes, I would read it till I'm done because I feel like the best parts are always towards the end. Yeah. Like, I like the build up. Um, with that being said, I'm, I'm also a very picky reader. So yeah. I like very specific genres. Like I like sci-fi Ooh. and I like mysteries, like murder mysteries. Mm. And I also like, um, like romantic novels. So like if it's around, like if it's that type of feel, I'll read it. Um, and hopefully by the end of it, I'll like it. But if not, then it's like, okay, well that didn't hurt me. I didn't read, like I read the book. It didn't do anything yeah, for me, I but I, at least I read it. Like whatever. Yeah. I mean, I used to be like that, but then I've gone to the point now where I'm like, I only have so much time in my life and in my day <laughs> that, like, if I read, like, two, like, 50 pages, let's call it, and it hasn't, you know, kind of caught my attention, I'm just going to put it down and I may revisit it later. What catches your attention, then, in a book? I don't, it really depends. Like, right now, I'm, I was reading this book by Mitch Album, who is a fucking, one of my favorite authors ever. I wrote, like, um, Tuesdays with Maury, The Five People You Meet in Heaven, um, oh, Finding Chica, like, all great kind of, like... They're kind of self-helpy, but they're also like I mean they they have stories within them. You know what I mean? He's like mm-hmm. kind of like a fable. Like he has a message that he's getting through across his story and his account of what he's he's talking about. But this book was um called like um the magical strings of Frankie Presto, and it was really unique because like he the narrator of the book was speaking um, as if he was music. So music was narrating it. What? So it was it was pretty tricky. I couldn't you know how you can there's a narrator narrator in the book and like, oh it's it's you know, three year old the three year old antagonist who's now grown up or whatever. Right. But this one was music and it was interesting. It was really hard to follow and I had after three chapters I'm like, this is very different so from his, his other books. Was his name music or did he personify music? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it was but it was I just couldn't I couldn't get into it so I put it down and I started reading this new book uh, that a friend gave to me um, for my birthday called Ikigai 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 it's a, I might be pronouncing it wrong it's a Japanese book mm-hmm. um, and what Ikigai is is essentially you know it's a Japanese word that means kind of like your reason for living um, your purpose in life and those kind of books I really like because even though they may seem, you know, froofy or, you know, too self-helpy, there's a lot of good information there. And like on the back cover, it kind of had a chart and it basically had four little quadrants. Um, it's basically what you love on the top, what what you can get paid for on the bottom, what you're good at on the left and what the world needs on the right. Oh, and wow. then Ikigai is in the middle. So when you like when all those things cross together perfectly that's when you have kind of when you find your like purpose and your meaning in life. And some of the other things they were saying, they really spoke to me early on in the book. And I need to kind of be captured pretty early, whether it's a song or a movie, like I need something to kind of speak to me and grab me. Mm -hmm. Um, They were saying stuff that we all all knew, like, you know, like how do you live a purposeful life? How do you live a long life? You know, eat well, exercise. Um, But one thing they said that really kind of spoke out, especially right now, that you need a sense of community, mm-hmm. um, which, like, I completely, completely 
stand behind and believe. And like you look at, for example, even like the Black Lives Matter movement, that is a little community now. And it's given that people that sense of purpose and drive. Mm-hmm. And you can see that almost in, 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 especially after coming off a pandemic where people were so um, distanced from each other. Now they have this common purpose and this common goal and they have that sense of community. And that's given them a sense of purpose. And it's really interesting to see how that has brought people together. Totally. Yeah. So I think I, I do believe that the sense of community is a huge thing. And, you know, I think I think the people in Okinawa in, in, in Japan typically have the longest lifespan and they have a huge sense of community and a whole bunch of other like super interesting, intricate designs in, in, in their society where like they have they've built that. I mean, I don't want to, you know, paraphrase it wrong, but they do a lot of interesting shit. Where mm-hmm. they have like networks of people who they all throw money into this pot, and then once a month, one person who ever needs it can get the money. That sounds like a pyramid scheme, but okay. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I'm definitely not fucking giving it justice. But yeah, that book is is super cool, and it's it had like another thing that was called. Have you heard of the um the researcher Aubrey de Grey? Oh, I have. Yes. Yeah. So. <clears throat> There's this theory called the aging escape velocity and the rabbit. So basically basically what that's saying is that we all have a shelf life of when we're going to pass away. Mm-hmm. And we start at zero and every year we walk closer and closer to that sign. Right. That's like what I say, it's like 90. So we get closer to 90 and the sign, sign stays stagnant. But now this um, aging escape velocity and the rabbit now is saying that um, – there, imagine there's a rabbit Sorry, holding. What are you? What are you saying? You're yeah. aging. The, the, the theory is called aging, escape, velocity, and the rabbit. Aging, escape, velocity, and the rabbit. Yeah. So imagine okay. a rabbit now has that sign, uh-huh. and that rabbit is moving forward at the same pace that you are. Mm-hmm. So basically, you move move one step, the rabbit moves one step with that sign. So you're not getting closer to that to that endpoint, and. Like Aubrey de Grey and other researchers are saying that, you know, in the near future, maybe not super near, but we might f- get to that point where you can keep pushing. we can be immortal. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's super interesting. I uh, love watching shows a little about scary, that but... and kind of like um, researching what would happen if humans were able to live together, live forever. Yeah. Personally, I feel like it's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Like our Earth is already so fucking over producing everything. Yeah. So, you know, but <clears throat> but it's just really interesting to like. Fuck, it, may, it really makes me think about like our existence, and you know, are we in the matrix? Should we smoke right now. I feel like we need to smoke. <laughs> yeah, we, well, like, we should probably do an episode coming up where we just get super, super stoned high, yeah. and make no sense, and the listener will be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but I'd recommend that they smoke too before they listen. I want to bring it back to that thing you were saying about community because for myself, I feel like that is 100% true. I recently started at UBC last year and I thought it would be a really, really good experience for myself. And it was, it was, I was living on my own and it was um, a really good experience. I feel like everyone should definitely go through it, but I didn't have a sense of community. And that's one of the reasons why I always came down to um, like downtown because I had like, you know, people I work with, my friends. Um, But while I was living on campus, I felt like it was torture because Mm. I didn't have... um, and this is just my own experience. I thought yeah. it would tie in. Sorry, it no, might no, not no. be as That's interesting. intellectual as no, our no, conversation fuck. right now. But oh, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I that's my personal experience. And I felt like I wasn't having the best university experience because I didn't have a community. I wasn't sure where I fit in. I didn't really have... I had two friends on campus, and yeah. it was really hard because we're all doing our own classes. Um, but I, f- I see 
how in situations where I, I can study with my friends and like we all be at the same classes and stuff that I do a lot better rather than all of us doing our own type of things and meeting up like on a Friday night or something. Yeah, I I'm mean, such a big group person. I love group projects. I love working with other individuals. So me coming into post-secondary and going into a world where people are very, you know, everyone's doing their own fucking thing and like creating their futures. I found it challenging for myself. Yeah, that's, I mean, I wouldn't, I definitely did not expect you to say that because I mean, you're such an outgoing person. Now, do you think you Which develop is why that I was later? So surprised. No, so you were like outgoing from day one, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you went to school. You knew a couple of people before you went, or you made. A I, I knew a lot. I know a lot of people from UBC, but yeah. obviously, these are people that you meet out and like. You're not texting each other every day, being like, "Let's hang out." Yeah. Some of my closest, fr- like my two bestest friends, live on campus as well. I saw them pretty bestest. often, but bestest, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw them pretty often, but. Like, we weren't seeing each other every day, and that's something that I, I kind of wanted. I don't know, like, somebody that... I'm not blaming them at all. Like, if you if they listen to this, so, you guys, <laughs> if you're listening, um, that's not... It's on you. I love you guys. Um, But I would have loved... And the reason why I talk about this is because in high school, um, we were in this program. I was in the program where we had six classes a day, um, and we had the same group of students with you since grade 8 to grade 12. Yeah. So there was no intermingling. We had the same five teachers. We had, like, everything was the same. It was one fucking wing of the high school that was part yeah, that's of. That's kind of weird. It, it, well, in a way, it was really nice because it's a student leadership-based program. So yeah. we have to do 10 hours of service every six weeks. We, um, you know, we did service inside the school, outside the school, and we got graded on it type yeah. of thing. Like, it, it would help our grades. So it was really focused on that and, like, developing leadership skills and stuff like that. So from... Being in a program like that than going to post-secondary where people were um, okay with doing stuff by, their se- mm-hmm. by themselves and not really working together. Yeah. Um, it was challenging for me. Yeah, I could see that. As I mean, experience, you know? Yeah, I didn't... When I went to university, I was... You know, obviously, I was playing sports, so that... You know, obviously, you're... You have your you brothers. Have your, your brothers! Yeah, yeah brothers. <laughs> Don't think I'm an alpha beta! No, bro. Not a fraternity. Okay. I'm anti-fraternity. <laughs> um, but, yeah. For me, like, university, I think, is all about that community experience like you're stepping out of that comfort zone you're meeting people from all over the world definitely all over the country mm-hmm. um which is cool and it kind of you know all my my lifelong my closest friends now were people that i've met in those years right so yeah it's kind of yeah it's kind of interesting that you didn't really have that experience but that being said i never i didn't stay on the residences which is i'm assuming you did I did, yeah. Well, not resident. I had my own apartment, like, on the campus. Oh. Like, um, but I wasn't in, like, a res type of situation. Yeah, do you feel... I think in, in that situation, you're kind of... Then you're going to get that community because you're, like, living together with 100%. a bunch of random people. Yeah, which but I feel like at too. UBC, you only do that in first year, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... So you well, went after. You went after your... I, I went after it. I was at SFU for the first three years of my degree. Okay. And um, no community at all there. Like, it's it's a commuter school. It's, yeah. That's not their fault. It's just how SFU is yeah, built. Yeah, fair. Moved to UBC. It was craving, you know, that university experience. Mm-hmm. What was really difficult, too, is that um, by the time the end of the year came around, they banned frat parties and... Um, and like the big kind of end of year parties and stuff yeah. because of COVID and everything that happened. So I didn't get to experience it. Uh, but maybe if I'd spend a couple more years there, it'd be a little bit better for me. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to write off UBC yet. I'm still going to go there. I'm still going to graduate from there. But um, hopefully next year it's a little bit better. I mean, university it was such a great time. 
like education obviously is important. Education, yeah. yeah. But Go I to mean, school. yeah, fuck the education is whatever. It's good. Do it. But the bigger part for me was that you know building relationships exactly and the experience itself of just like not living in your parents' house for the first time, you know, having mm-hmm. to buy your own groceries and adulting, even Boy, though you're, you're still a child. For yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not so, that I mean, my parents were buying my condoms beforehand. But. Yeah, that's, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, university is like, that's when I have kids, that's going to be like, yeah, you're going to university, education's great, but you're, you won't regret the experience. And I don't, I, I mean, maybe a handful of people would say that they did regret it, but I mean, university was like, fuck, looking back on it was some of my best times in my life. Really? Oh, yeah. But I guess, you know, I'm looking at it like we were, I was playing sports and it was kind of obviously not like, uh, like not like you see on TV with American football and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's fucking close. I feel like, like I created that experience for myself though, because I was craving it. Yeah. But then that's why I got really big in, like, in, our, in our industry because I was craving like that, you know, yeah, wild years and like community and like finally I found some other degenerates that were like, <laughs> Very similar to myself. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's a degenerate between the ages of 17 and 23, to be honest. True, true. Very, very rarely true. do you meet, like, a super put-together 20-year-old. <clears throat> well, you're still going through it. You're, you're, I, <laughs> I've been going through it. You're, you're, I give you, you're, you're further ahead than most, but, you know, you're still figuring all your shit out, which is great. True. And that self-reflection, and like, you know what I mean? That that self-awareness is huge. Like We, I, have, to, we have to name this episode Self-Help. And stuff. Self help and stuff. Okay, I write that down. But like most most people your age don't have that self awareness. And self awareness is not a fucking easy thing. People are usually like displacing shit and, and and putting things everywhere else other than internal. Honestly, I I don't know if I'm speaking from just the people I associate myself with because you are who you associate yourself with totally. Yeah. But I've seen that like people my age are really introspective and like hmm. um like and that's honestly one of the reasons why I feel like I'm whatever you describe me as to be uh, or is so like self-reflective is because the people around me are like exactly that and trying to focus on like you know their goals and what's next in life and like achieving these things and it's like okay well if all, everybody is doing it let's just do it yeah maybe your generation is, is faced with some real challenges and looking at this movement for example that we're going through right now it's really being led by young people mm-hmm and that's that's it's it's so great to see because like you know you know the young people are the future whether we choose to admit it or not or phrase it in any other way like you guys are the next leaders of the world you know totally. what i mean so to see you guys taking a stance and doing all this stuff and being so aware uh, externally and internally is very different than i remember growing up because when i was growing up i was just nobody gave a fuck no i i mean maybe it was like like you said you're a result of, you're kind of like you know, you are who you, you hang out with, and I was hanging out with a bunch of like, like <laughs> rugby boy athletes. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, maybe maybe I'll take a step back there. Maybe, maybe there were a lot of self-aware people when I was maybe in my twenties, and it was just me. Yeah, so there, I'm sure there was. But regardless, like watching you know this movement being led by young people now is is really cool. It's inspiring. It totally really inspiring, especially like even though like. You know, I'm an older guy. See, like, it's just, it's just nice. It's great to see people taking a real stand, um, and, and doing some real and not letting do the world go completely to shit. But on that, on that note, I do have some, some kind of issues or not issues, concerns, comments, what you will. All right, bring on, it up. On, on some th- on some things. Bring it up. Bring it um, up. Now, okay, defunding the police is a is a, a major topic of mm-hmm. of discussion right now. Correct. Mm-hmm. 
Now, what is your take on that? What What do you think it means? Because to me, when I first heard it, I'm like, this is this doesn't make any sense. Like defunding the police. Like we need police. We need fire. We need paramedics. We need these essential services. Mm-hmm. So when I hear the word defund, to me, it immediately sends some alarms. Like we we can't not have a police department. So I think it should be called maybe <clears throat> like refund the police or reallocate funds for the police. Because I, I think, think that's what they're trying to say. Yeah. By defund the police. And I agree with you, right? When I heard that first term, I thought people were jumping to like yeah, disassemble like, the yeah. police department. And like, you know, we would self-advocate for each other and not yeah, like crime happening and, and murders suddenly wouldn't be murders anymore yeah i'll solve but that <laughs> when i was reading more into it and i apologize because i haven't read enough yet but i think what they're trying what the whole movement is trying to do is to say like let's re um reconstitute like is that the right word yes recon yeah. re, re, reallocate reallocate reconstitute yeah. the way that police departments are run yeah like- um there was a specific example and i for the life of me i can't remember what the fuck or where it was but they had um it was a really really big crime rate happening in this one specific area and i was reading about it how they had to ultimately defund yeah quote unquote defund their police and rebuild it reestablish yeah. it in a way that like um, wasn't that like that? The system's broken. Yeah, the system's broken, and they rebuilt it in a way that the like crime rates and stuff would go down. Yeah, and I wish I could tell you more about it because I. No, I think I know what you're talking about. I think that was in New Jersey, maybe. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. Where we can, you know, take some of the funding that goes to the police and put it into low income housing, putting it into after school programs, putting it into drug rehab programs or safe injection sites mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, to kind of broaden uh, the scope of what we're trying to do there. Mm -hmm. But I also think that maybe if we maybe not put more funds, maybe better funds or more time or effort into training the police force, because it seems like it's pretty fucking easy to become a cop, I'm not going to lie. Totally, totally. So if we spent more time on training them, vetting them, making sure that, you know, fucking buddy type A with a fucking ego problem who's a blatant racist doesn't become a police officer in a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, it shocked me that people can become hairdressers. Like, it takes longer to become a hairdresser than it does to take a pol- than it does to become a policeman. That's insane. You know what I mean? And I feel like there needs to be a lot more personality um development, no, personality, you know, like trait finding yeah. type of analyses, analysis yeah. before yeah. becoming a cop. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I think that might cost more money or more time or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that we need to restructure the police system. Mm-hmm. But when I see the word defund, immediately, and I do believe some people out there think defunding is eliminating the police yeah. force, which, which I, I think is a fucking horrible idea. Because what are you, my, you and me going to fucking solve a murder? Are but what I mean? do, But what I do agree with, and I agree with the murder thing, mm-hmm. but like, for instance, I saw this thing where it was saying like, Instead of people calling police mm-hmm. when there was a domestic fight or something like that, mm-hmm. which one hundred percent, if it gets physical, yes, please call the police. Sometimes you need like people to come in third and, party. and a third party and authority to like break things up. But you don't necessarily have to call the police. You can call like social welfare or like things like that, where it's not like I feel like the job of the police. People are calling the police for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. That could be other people's apartments. You know what I mean? But what about the um, immediacy or the urgency that's true, could be required, and, and that's in the exact with me having that thought. That's 
on the other hand, you need to have the police that come right away. Yeah. Because who else is like going to deescalate it? Exactly. And I think that's a big thing. I think the police so need to be trained. The medium, you know. Yeah, I think it's in training. I think police need to be trained better to um, learn how to deescalate things because it's far too often, from what I can see, you know, it gets you know you get in a situation there in a position of power, you know. It escalates really quickly till it yeah. gets to the point where it's like boom, bang, bang, bang. We're shooting people now. Whereas if they were trained to de-escalate shit, kind of similar to how we kind of you know have our bouncers. Well, I was just gonna say people in our industry are trained to de-escalate yeah. situations. Yeah, it's funny how our cops don't have the same training. And it's weird because like you know obviously our bouncers are dealing with very potentially physical threats. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, a lot of times you can de- de-escalate. Like, I've been in the middle of, of altercations between guests, and, you know, it's it's not super hard to de-escalate. No, not, uh, like, not everyone is looking to, like, get into a scrap, you know totally. what I mean? A lot of people just want to be heard, and, like, de-escalating is definitely a skill, for sure. Um, it's way easier just to fucking throw hands, no doubt. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if people were trained to de-escalate, we'd have a lot less issues, I believe. So totally. I think I think it's more, you know, retraining the police, um, reallocating funds, because I do think that defunding is a bit misleading. And um, yeah, anyway, that's my personal opinion on it. The police, the LA <clears throat> Police Department has a a budget of three billion dollars. Do damn. you do you what What are your thoughts on that? That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, like that's eight. That's apparently eight point two million dollars a day that they're using. I don't know I'm not that, sure. Yeah, crazy. I don't know. It doesn't sound right to me, but Someone that's what I saw. Check this. But yeah, um, but that's just crazy, you know. It is fucking crazy. Yeah, and even if that's true, it's it's not being used properly. That's for mm-hmm. fucking sure. So that's what I think the mayors and and legislation need to to look at either reallocating or are just making sure that money's going to the right thing and not, not getting them new shiny cars and uniforms and shit like that. <laughs> you know, getting getting them trained properly. Yeah, I was going to say, some of these cop cars are really fucking nice. Yeah, so they're going to be driving Teslas soon. <laughs> um, another thing about the movement I kind of want to talk to you about is, so am I correct in saying the term Karen is basically reserved for any white female that is viewed as... I wouldn't as a, say... Necessarily, they have to be white. I don't okay. think it's specific to a. Oh, it's not. Like, oh. Well, the most a... most of the things yeah, I've seen, I've well, like, it's about white, white people, yeah, maybe yeah, white, yeah. maybe not yeah. female, but mostly white people mm-hmm. who are perceived as racist. I well, it's the it, well, what Karen came from yeah. was like the bitch that would go to the manager to be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that kind of during this movement me. turned into it's just fucking burp. A little bit. Sorry. It's <laughs> This is a real raw show, people. (laughs) It's really fucking raw. Um, What Karen progressed to is, yes, this, like, lady who will stick up for racism and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, actively voice how, quote-unquote, black people are not, you know, welcome or something like that, you know? So, I mean, again, so that's that's good. I mean, I, I, I totally thought I was, like, any white female who was perceived as racist. So I, I think a lot of these terms... I don't know. It's it's gonna be hard to educate everyone on, but in my like, if if it was what I thought it was, to me I'm like, okay, how is a group advocating for equality gonna then pigeonhole every like you know using like for example, if we called every black athletic looking guy Leroy, or if we called like every Asian guy that looked you know <laughs> like he was good at math like 
Chow. Like it's like, dude, like that's you, no one would stand for that. You know, right. you can like look at that Leroy, look at that Chow. Like, but Karen seems to be like free flowing without without any kind of pushback. And to me, it kind of like runs parallel, like to like if we're looking to try to get to a place where we can all, you know, want equality and all that kind of stuff. Like we can't just like single again, out one. Yeah, and we can't have that. Seems like like hate, which like you know, racism is hate. And now we're meeting it with another type of hate, calling all white women who may seem racist Karens. Like it's just, I think they those people need education. They don't need to be like belittled and and brought down because the people that you're calling Karen, in my opinion, are gonna be like offended mm-hmm. and then be like spur their fucking racist thoughts and actions even further and then we're round and round we go but it's hard is what's hard is that these Karens are really stuck in their ways yeah so one of the reasons they're called Karen is because they have this stubborn mentality where they don't want to hear and think different from their own views totally you know what I mean and I'm not I'm not trying to disagree with you and say no, that totally like can. hate hate on hate is yeah. like it, it's super bad and like yeah. it shouldn't like I agree with you on that point but the thing with these Karens quote unquote Karens um, is that they don't want to change and so it's just like fuck like what the fuck do we do yeah I, like if that's the case I totally agree but like do you think calling them Karen is gonna result make things worse does that make in my opinion calling people Karens makes the people who are using that term feel good mm. and makes you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't think it really results in the overall you know plan of for equality i don't think it's going to get it i don't think it's making it any closer to that you know what i mean right so anyway it's for me it kind of parallels like i don't know how much news you watch but the other day i watched a fox news report and a cnn report back to back and oh my god i could they use the term no they just they're just so fucking like fox is so right um, CNN is so left and doesn't matter like for example if no matter what Trump does it doesn't matter if it's something good or bad Fox News will hype it heavy mm-hmm. and CNN will fucking bash it heavy and it's like they're just so so the news it's not even like I watched there's the episode no, back there's to back bias. It, it's crazy like you, you gotta watch watch one on YouTube like on the same day back to back and let everyone out there please do the same and they're talking about the same shit but the viewpoints are so opposite mm-hmm. about the same shit. And I could see how if people are watching one or the other, they're going to buy into it. Yeah. And, but you watch them back to back and you get the exact opposite, you know, story about the same same issue. Well, it's crazy just how fucking biased our media is then to people who aren't being educated and they're listening to these things and they're playing into one. If you have your media channels and like things that you're reading playing into one viewpoint. Yeah. How are people ever supposed to like think, I think for themselves? They, they don't... Exactly. It, dude, it blows I, my mind. I watched. I watched it. I was pretty stoned, but I'm like, <laughs> is this real or is this like a movie? Like it was like they were just saying the opposite. It was so fucking weird. And I've never watched Fox News before because I had heard that it was so you know, pretty pro Trump and all that, and I'm obviously anti Trump. Mm-hmm. But you know. Objectively, he has done a handful of good things. I don't know what they are, but, you know, he's done a shit ton of stupid fucking shit. And, but he has done, like, one or two good things. But <laughs> Fox News will just, like, no matter what he does, he could, like, burn a, a church on fire. And they were like, oh, that, that place was needed demolition or, or some of these. You know, it's just, it's just so They'll interesting. They'll spin it in a way where it somehow becomes justified. Yeah, and then the more news, I, I mean, fuck, I don't know why I'm watching the news so much lately because it's fucking depressing. But, like, man, Trump has really 
he got that wall he wanted, but it's not going north. It's not going east west. You know, it's going north south. Like it's dividing America. Oh fuck! Yeah, and there's a meme about it or something that I saw that had you know had a similar sentiment. And like, I really think that I in my lifetime I haven't seen America this fucking divided as it is now. Like I've seen videos of like you know. Um, like white supremacist rallies where a white guy is going in there, you know, talking about Black Lives Matter. And he's just getting some like six, seven year old guy. This guy was like probably like my age, like late 30s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. And some like six year old white guy from behind, like, boom, just like cracks him in the back of the head. And like this, the white guy is just standing his ground and credit to him because all this mob is like, get the fuck out of here. USA, USA. Oh, my God. And it was just like. Dude, this is not what the USA was built on. I mean, right. actually, the USA was kind of built on systemic racism. Yeah. But it's not really what, you know, your I think your average American would say USA stands for. They want, you know, it's a land they of opportunity. You know, it's built on immigrants for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just interesting to see how, I mean, maybe the world's been like this for, our America's been like that for a long time. And we're just fucking... And now, that, you, know, with, you know, with just technology, we, we have way more access to it. Do you think Trump will get reelected? Fuck, dude. I don't know, man. That I feel bad for Americans. Like, their their choices right now are Donald Trump and it seems like Joe Biden. And no disrespect to Joe Biden, but he doesn't seem like he's all there, man. Like, he seems like he's definitely... <laughs> he's an older guy. I've, I've, I've heard him in some, like, debates and... Some other, like, you know, interviews, and he literally, like, will be talking and, like, I just forget Bernie what he's back. Yeah, Bernie was a man, man. He had, Bernie he, was chill. I think people were a little scared of Bernie because he had a lot of socialist ideas, but up here in Canada, we do have, a you know, quite a few socialist programs <laughs> in place. But, yeah, like, if it's him or him, like, I need, like, the like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, to step in. Or, yeah, literally. Or, like, you know, there's so many. And, like, uh, Joe Biden's, like, He's gonna announce his like um, vice president candidate, I think, pretty soon here, and I think he's like openly said it's gonna be a woman of color, which is like I get why he's doing that to be like get to get support, but your your vice president should be the best person for the job, you know what I mean? Like it just seems like he's playing that race gender card to get votes, and I get you know politics in the states are all like that, but yeah, if their best choices are a seventy late seventy year old, you know, guy with borderline dementia. <laughs> or some egotistical maniac who literally can't do any wrong in his own brain. Like, it's going to be a tough four years, man. Yeah. I but. don't know. It's it's fucking weird. Like, I was joking. I, I think I sent, I, I did a post like four and a half years ago mm-hmm. um, where I was like, had a, a newspaper in my hand. And I'm like, the guy from The Apprentice is going to do what? Like, like, I was joking. Like, I didn't yeah. think he had a chance. And he fucking he won. won. And like, well, man. Do you remember when Kanye was saying he wanted to run? No, that would, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's Not wrong. Not that's any better, but. No, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I I'm feel I'm scared that we're going down a road of no return in terms of, like, of becoming so liberal and, like, stepping into, like, the new world and yeah. somehow going backwards. And I, it's scary because, you know, we see people, trans people whose rights are being taken yeah, away it's... recently in healthcare and. Yeah. How at the same time, gays are not allowed, or the LGBT community is not allowed to be fired. So it's like, you know, it's very yeah. <laughs> fuck, like the world is a very confusing place right now, and yeah, I don't know. Like, and like I said at the beginning of all this, when we started the podcast, we were talking about how life has become a lot better than when I was younger. 
Um, but it seems in the last month. I'm not sure. <laughs> in the last month, things have happened that, yeah. you know. I don't really know. Um, On that note, I want to talk about consistency. I don't know. Okay. That's well, a weird, weird segue, but all right. <laughs> I'm not sure that Honestly, was on that note. I was just thinking about it. And I wanted to bring it up today. Yeah, yeah. So all I right. thought, Get you know, the world's not being consistent. So I wanted to ask neither your opinion you. on it. And neither should <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, I just want to, like, I don't know. I, I'm such a big person consistency. consistency. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I can fucking say the word. Um, and it's hard to, like, add, like, what's your opinion? Do you feel like... Just in yourself, personal, and as a friend, as a lover, mm-hmm. as you grow up, do you become more consistent? Do you Ooh. not? Or it's just so... Because I'm going through something with somebody who's just the most fucking back and forth, flip floppy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's driving me crazy. It's hard, man. I mean, I really think that at the core of who we are as humans, um, we're pretty selfish, I guess. Like, I mean, we... More more often than not, we do things to make ourselves feel better. You know, obviously there's selfless acts that we uh, commit every day. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, most of the choices we make are to better our lives in one way or another. Whether that's, you know, like, you know, you could be nice to someone else or be nice to your partner. But, you know, that's going to make your life easier because they're not going to chirp back or whatever. But, I mean, consistency, I think it it's... It changes as you change, as 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 you grow. Like, I mean, again, I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. Um, consistency in what? Like, consistency in, you know, your political views, consistency right. in your eating habits, consistency in your thoughts. I mean, I think we're always learning and always adapting to what suits ourselves at that particular time. True. So, I mean, you, I think we can be consistent in always trying to improve, but... You know, within each little segment, you know, we're always changing, you know, and I think change is good. I, I don't, you know, think anyone should be stuck in their ways. Um, I agree with you on that, actually. Yeah. I and mean, that makes you feel better. I think. I yeah. think. <laughs> I mean, if you're asking about your situation with, yeah. with, with whoever, whoever you're speaking to, um, yeah, it's, it's really hard. You know, I have no idea. And you probably don't know either what they're going through right now yeah you know what's going on in their head and and you know where they want to be and what their goals are they maybe you know you know have financial issues because of covid or you know it's it's oh thanks for making me feel like a fucking douchebag no 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 not at all (laughs) i mean i'm a big believer in relationships that you know timing is pretty fucking high up on the hierarchy you know obviously there's attraction chemistry all that kind of good stuff Mm -hmm. um but timing is also super important. Like, if you can be attracted to a certain person, you, like, have the same values and all this stuff, and, you know, for whatever reason, the timing isn't right. Like, you're not ready to settle down. They may be just getting getting out of a bad breakup, et cetera, et cetera. So, to me, timing is just as important as almost any other aspect of um, two people interacting. True. Like, if you, like, for example, if you and I were to have wanted to do this two years ago I probably would have passed and maybe you probably wouldn't, maybe wasn't even on your on your radar but we came together at this time because it was right for was both right. of us so I mean and it happened so quickly and so like it, yeah know? things happen I mean whether they happen for a it's reason so or not um, it's up for debate like I'm not a huge believer in fate but I do believe in an external force that's out there, but mm-hmm. I do believe you make your own fate a little bit. Like you can manifest things and, and think about things and, and put things in, in the right 
direction by thought, but you also have to do some action steps. It's not good enough just to think about becoming wealthy or think about, you know, your ideal partner. You totally. have to you actually have to do shit. towards it. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's the whole thing I was trying to bring up. And I, I feel like I always talk about relationships on here. I'm sorry, you guys, if you're really no, bored right. of my fucking... There's a side note. I, I've been noticing there's a little something... <laughs> oh, can case you stop? Can you... My pants are just really tight and it's riding up my ass. That's no, like... I'm not talking about your pants. Oh, talking sorry. about that piece of jewelry that's on your left hand. Oh, my engagement ring? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say nothing, but since you're talking about relationships... No, I'm not engaged. This sparkly-ass, um, diamond-looking ring. Well, no, it's, you know, it's a promise ring. All right, well, lucky lucky person who ever... No, well, like, that's the thing. It's like, this person is just so fucking Wish he, back uh, and forth, and we've been talking for, like, a few years now. Wow, well, a and ring, a ring been... ain't no joke, and the well, ring no, looks no, no, nice. No, like, no, just thank you, but... Looks good, people. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. Uh, anyways. Um, you know, as we finish up here, I have a question for you. Yes. It's my, you know, on, on, on this week's um, episode of Can Someone Please Explain to Me? Mm-hmm. This is really going to show... Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> really going to show how out of date oh, I am with all these... No, no, not at oh, all. <laughs> how out of, how to t- out of touch I am with kind of terminology these days. Can you explain what the difference between a daddy... And a zaddy is? Girl. Or is there one? Honestly, I feel like it's people your age that use oh, zaddy. Man. Like, I feel like My zaddy. Age? I've never heard yeah, zaddy like, before I, until. I, I feel like daddy and zaddy are like the same thing. Yeah. But then people took daddy and made it zaddy and thought it was cool, but it's just not. Like, okay. daddy was like always a thing. Like, yeah, like daddy was a thing back in, when I was young. Exactly. Like, call me daddy. Zaddy like, was from thing. you guys, dude. You no, no, no 40 year olds. I would never fucking say zaddy in my life. I think it's the most cringe thing when people say it to me. I'm like, like, who the fuck made this? I'm pretty sure I heard it on uh, Call Her Daddy, Zaddy, or maybe not. But definitely I heard it from a younger person. Which, yeah, I've seen people use it for sure, but... um, So you're telling me it's the same thing? I feel like it's the same thing. But, like, with more of, like, a... With less of the daddy issue connotation sexual connotation so, that daddy has. So what's Zaddy, better? you could say, like, in any type of, like, situation. Like, oh, you look like a zaddy today. Like, you look like you get it. Like, you know? So it sounds like zaddy is better than a daddy. But I no? guess, but I, I but think you, it's you, still cringe. I'd rather be called daddy. Because so, I like the sexual ties to it, you know? Okay. So daddy has a bunch of other possibly, you know, negative... Not negative, but just sexual... I guess negative. Was Zaddy not sexual? Not in the same way. I don't know. I think I don't know. Weirdos use Zaddy. If you use Zaddy, don't fucking don't don't well, come around me. I clearly <laughs> did not get any answers here. So if I'm anyone sorry, out there, guys. anyone out there knows the difference, hit us up on Instagram, please. I don't know what the fuck the difference is. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Think, I mean, well, hey, what do you think the difference is? I thought Zaddy was a new daddy. I thought Zaddy was just like a current version. I remember when we were first thinking of this uh, podcast, mm-hmm. I think you brought up the fact that you wanted this to be called Zaddy or something like first that. First of all, my list of names was fucking like 30 deep, okay? <laughs> They're not all going to be gems. I was like, no fucking way are we calling this thing Zaddy. Zaddy, what was it? Zaddy issues or something like that? Yeah, probably. That was a good name, though. It's, they were spitballing, but you know? But post-not clarity, that fucking goes. Yeah, you know, it, that's what brainstorming is all about. You know, you're going to have some good ones, you're going to have a lot of bad ones, <laughs> and... 
and you're going to eventually find the good one. It's like my love life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly like that. All right, guys. Thank you again. This is another episode of PNC. Stay tuned for our next episode. Again, you can follow us at PNC underscore podcast on Instagram. Bye. Put it out the coop at the lot. Tone for a 12 fuck swat. Buzzing all the bells out the box. I 